coming up. We didn't ask for this. It's arrived on our doorstep and we're sweeping the doorstep. But we need help. We need the people in charge to help. Again and Non-Gay is a podcast from James Barr and Dan Hudson. Two unlikely friends take on the world. Hi, welcome to Again and Non-Gay. Today, we are chatting monkeypox. Woo! Uh, the monkeypox outbreak has now reached 90 countries. The World Health Organization have declared it a global health emergency. There have been more than 60,000 confirmed cases worldwide. Nearly 4,000 of those have happened in London. New York City has been named the epicenter of the outbreak and issued a public health emergency and 98% of those infections have happened to guess who gay and bisexual men <laughs> gay bisexual and men who have sex with men so welcome comedian and host of the incredibly important new podcast and greatly punned podcast uh, what the pox it's martin joseph Woo! hi <laughs> james i just want to say thank you for having me um after four years of begging to be on this podcast it took one bout of monkeypox and finally <laughs> i am here i'm very excited Acast powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hi, I'm Karen Anderson. And I'm Vanessa Bennett. And we are the hosts of the Puberty Podcast. It's a show that weaves together scientific research, parenting strategies, and hilarious stories to help adults who are raising kids through adolescence. First, we lay the groundwork for how puberty has changed. And then we get into the tricky territory of how to talk about it with kids. Listen to us on Acast or wherever you get your podcasts. Buckle up and enjoy the ride. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. So this question, James signed it off, so don't cancel me. But um, <laughs> we had Myra Dubois on the podcast. Yes. We had on the podcast in Edinburgh. And um, she she said to us, uh, the gays love a virus. I must inquire, is this the wine of the non-gay? Is the gays, oh, I'll not take the risk. Um, <laughs> they do love a virus, don't they? <laughs> they do. They do love a virus. <laughs> so why, why is that? Can I pass? <laughs> I mean, I think it's a great question. We do seem to get affected disproportionately by viruses and STIs and all this other shit. It always comes our way. Why is that? It's not fair, is it? Yeah, I don't know if there's a specifically a, a reason why that's happening. I think it is just what's happening. And what we've been saying a lot with the podcast is things don't always repeat, but they often rhyme with history. And it's more about the response is the same, is what I'm trying to talk about a little bit. If we ignore the fact that this is something that's impacting us again. I think it's important to look at the fact that the way it's being responded to is happening the same. What was it you just said, that quote? History doesn't always repeat, but it often rhymes. Love that. <laughs> Silence. <laughs> He's going to be saying that now, like, every, every, just gonna, yeah. every week. It's going to be a tweet. That's going to be mine. <laughs> <laughs> so if you haven't guessed already, Martin is actually one of my best friends forever. And um, when you rang me to tell me that you had had monkeypox, yes. that was, I mean, it, it broke my heart just hearing you go through it. Will you talk us through what happened? What was your first moment that you thought, oh my God, I've got monkeypox? 
what was, it was a week after Pride. <laughs> uh, classic. And classic. And um, <laughs> I'd noticed some symptoms that I thought was um, another STI. So I thought it was gonorrhea or something like that. And I called and made an appointment at Dean Street, a great sexual health service here in London. And I made an appointment and it was gonna be for the following week. So this is on a Friday, that's on the Tuesday. Around that time, I started to feel really like unwell, like feverish. So I go home. This fever is like nothing I'd I'd felt before. Like I'd I've had COVID, and it was sweating through the night. Every everything I took just didn't calm it down. It was just like the most intense, like unrelenting fever. And then on the Monday evening, I really started to feel worse. And I was like checking my body and I was like, okay, I'm just gonna go to bed. It's fine. It's gonna, the fever's gonna break in the morning. And the morning I woke up and I looked at my hand and I had like a little, what I call a little pox on my hand, like a little, a little lesion, I guess. And I just went, oh, it's this. I didn't know what to do. So I actually called Dean Street and I said, look, I've got an appointment today. What do I do? Because I think it's this. It's not what I originally thought it was. And they said, come in. They found me in an isolated room. They did swabs. They checked me out. And then they sent me home to isolate. And they were really good, but you could tell that they were under a lot of pressure. So there was a lot of, we're not sure, go home, rest, isolate, take paracetamol, do what you can. But they really didn't know. And then it was from that point where things got worse. So... For anyone going through this, and I, uh, this might be more than what you've asked for, but basically monkeypox now in this outbreak is is presenting a little different to how it's presented before. So what we've seen before, because it's been around since 1970 in like Western Central Africa, we've seen it and it presents primarily like pox all over your body, uh, like pimples, lesions. Chicken pox. Yeah, like chicken pox, but a little bit worse, right? And obviously the fever and, and things like that come with it. But the way it's presenting now is that at the point of connection or the point of transmission so if you're receiving it sexually so people are finding it in their their anus or the penis or or the back of their throat and what's happening is because that's where the virus is making contact again all this is believed they're still studying but that seems to be where it's primarily impacting people so i was in so much pain that i couldn't stand up I got to about two days after that first Dean Street appointment where I was on the phone to the NHS on the 111 line and they said, go to the emergency local GP. They didn't know what was happening. They panicked. They put me in a room. They locked me in the room and called me from the other side. They didn't know what to do. They called an ambulance because they didn't want to examine me. I was sent to A&E. But they've never seen it presenting like this before. And I think that was the hardest bit. There was no information. Every time I asked someone, I said, what is going to happen now? And they just said... I don't know. And I think that's the scariest bit. You sort of told me strictly not to tell anybody. And you said, I do not want to be an anecdote, which I completely respect. You're right. I didn't talk to anyone. And actually, when I told you, because we talk about everything, like we can talk about sex and relationships and all those things. And you're the first person I would come to if I was going to talk about that. And actually, when it happened and I had monkeypox for about two weeks, didn't tell anyone. But I was very like embarrassed about the whole thing because of shame and stigma and you guys have talked about this on this show a ton of times queer shame or gay shame is is a real thing and it is definitely attached to this and it's attached to it because of the language surrounding it after i was um coming out of monkeypox and i had a phone call from the nhs to check that i was okay to come out of isolation the woman on the phone told me that oh someone she knew had been talking about it on social media and i said oh there's no way i will do that i don't want this attached to my name and that was genuinely what i thought because i thought if i talk about it then people are gonna associate me with it and i'm gonna be dirty or I'm going to, you know, all the, all those things that go through your brain. And then I started to write an article that was going to be anonymous for Queer AF, who have ended up producing the show. And while I was doing it, I was like, I don't want to talk about this. So I have to talk about it. 
Because if I don't talk about it, then there's going to be someone else sitting at home that's really sick and doesn't have any information and needs some answers. And there hasn't been any information from governments. And, you know, there's little bits and bits and pieces, but there's no giant resources that we can go to and get the information. I was constantly told we're not 100% sure. We think this is going to happen. And so I tried to gather as much as I could. So if you are really sick, someone will maybe listen to the show and go, okay, here's all the information that there is and I can sort of have all the knowledge. Knowledge is power. And you mentioned that it started in West and Central Africa. Mm-hmm. It was contained in that area yeah. for, for clearly decades. So why was it contained for so long and why is it now not? <laughs> well, at some point it, it has traveled. The, yeah. world, the world is bigger now, right? It, it clearly at some point went from one person into or multiple people into a sexual stream. It is in a sexual network now. But that is not where it started. And it's not, there's no blame or result, like reason for that, other than it just happened. At some point, it went into this stream of people. And because it's gone into a sexually active, dense network of people, you know, it's moving a lot quicker. Before, when it was presenting from in Western Central Africa, it was primarily from touch. Also, someone may get monkeypox, but it would spread to one or two contacts in the house. And then it would be kind of contained. Whereas here, it's spreading. It, at the minute, it's spreading through sexual contact. So if you, if I have it right now, mm-hmm. but I only have it in my throat because I, because someone put a dick in my mouth and mm-hmm. I gladly accepted it. Um, but I touch Dan's hand, but it's only in my throat. Does Dan not catch it, or is it still contagious? I think you probably need to speak to a doctor about that. Right. What I, but, <laughs> <laughs> but what's kind of being noticed is seems to be, and again, a lot of this they're doing the research as it's happening yeah. is. It is, lesions seem to be more transmittable. But one of the things that is really, at the minute, from speaking to Dr. Chloe Orkin, she was saying that although it has not been proven yet, she believes that it is um, highly transmittable within semen. So they believe that that, that, they that do, is the I case. didn't know that. But they don't, that is not a fact. That is research that is ongoing right now. But from the evidence that's currently being presented, they feel like that is a transmittable factor. That is not to say that if I received it, received it from semen, um, my lesion would not be contagious. We don't know all the information. Monkeypox has previously spread through touch. So in theory, if I touch you while I have monkeypox and you touch a lesion or or there's some sort of fluid or something like that, yes, of course it's transmittable. But we don't know how much of what is what. So we don't know if it's more transmittable during sex. What we do know is that it's passed through close physical contact. So in sex, there is a lot of close physical contact. So whether that is coming from skin to skin or whether that is coming from bodily fluids, the jury's kind of out, but there are lots of theories that suggest that it probably is present in semen and other fluids. But again, all this is happening, and that's again why I've started doing the show, because the people that I'm speaking with, they're presenting their information, and we're just trying to get as much out as possible, because health organizations online will only present things once they're 100% fact. And that is not to say we should be presenting misinformation, but when something is ongoing, something like COVID, we were getting all the information as we went because they were learning about it as we went. Whereas this, the same thing is happening, but we're just not receiving the information. There's just silence. Yeah. With COVID, this is something that impacted everyone. And it was such a hot clickable topic that every newspaper, every 
news outlet was talking about it here's here's the thing me and james right i knew about monkeypox before i had monkeypox i didn't know enough but i knew it existed and we talked about it but i know people that i've told in my life like straight friends and they were like you had what Right. So I'd be curious how much you knew about it before you knew you were doing this podcast. Not loads. Yeah. I mean... Uh, which isn't a slight on you, which is... It's fair, right? That- I was aware of it, of course, because I am consumed the news. Uh, I didn't really know too many details. I don't know what I knew. Probably not a lot, no. Yeah. But I was aware that it was a thing. Yeah. Like, so can I at least um, have a, a ding for that? Yeah, no, no. <laughs> That's not a slight on you. So for someone like yourself, who is cis and heterosexual that is works so close with the queer community, and even your information is limited. Yeah. Imagine the people that have zero contact to us. Imagine that. Why does that happen? And that happens because we didn't talk about it because it affected people in Western Central Africa. Yeah. Then it came here, and then then the moment Europe and America and the UK and everywhere we were we started to see these cases, I saw a bunch of headlines, which is where a lot of people heard the word. The new COVID, monkeypox, monkeypox. Then it started to present and they said, oh, it's just affecting gay, bisexual men who have sex with men, people in the queer community. Silence. And <laughs> yeah. that's what happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they went, oh, it's one of them ones. Don't worry about it. Yeah. That's kind of what it feels like. But it's not true, though, is it? Because it doesn't just affect gay and bisexual men. No, of course not. And neither did HIV. No, of course neither not. does HIV. I guess the problem is, though, it's 98% currently affecting those yeah. groups. So it does mean that straight people are like, cool, not a problem. But that's the problem, right? Because we didn't do anything about it before because it wasn't impacting us. Gay men weren't doing anything while it wasn't impacting us. And now it's impacting us. And now we really care and so what does it take for more people to care like we need to proactively care right and that's really hard because there's so many things going on and there's so many you know look at the world right now like cost of living crisis like are people going to be more concerned about that or some gays getting monkeypox but the truth is it's all connected it's not 1970 where if you were in another country unless you saved up lots and lots of money you traveled and you went there it isn't like that the world we fly in and out how many places have you flown in the last last year like dan like you, you're always in and out of the country Do you know what I mean? Like, the world's so open. I feel like Dan got more of a hard time than me, (laughs) unjustifiably. Um, It's funny you mention that because in China, they literally just said, don't touch foreigners as a response to monkeypox. I'm sure you saw that, which is hilarious. And I think they're saying foreigners because... China don't acknowledge same-sex relationships. They can't say gay people. So instead, they're just saying, don't touch foreigners. How does that make you feel? That's ridiculous. Not great, but also the response in general, China or the States or the UK, just because that's the sentence they've used. I think the sentiment is reasonably universal across the board. I mean, I'm the least political person. I try, I try and avoid it because I'm. Yeah, I feel like I'm super uneducated, but we just had a leadership you know, contest. And the two people that were vying to be the leaders of our country, there is not at this point that I can find one recorded piece of interview or article or anything where one of them has said the word monkeypox. And within that, you know, contest, trans trans healthcare oh, yeah. and trans lives yeah. are used as very like busy talking about the meaning of a woman. Football. So yeah, you tell me that about China, but I, I think it's all the same. It's all the same thing. It's the people at the top, what do they value? And we just sort of get lost in the middle. And say, like, what would it take for this to be? Because what would, what could happen is if this if this went outside of our community, and then cisgendered heterosexual people start getting monkeypox, then it's our fault. But queer people, LGBTQIA plus people, are incredible at response. We've shown it in the eighties. We've shown it through every Pride campaign, every go and get tested campaign that we've done. Like we turn up for our community. 
and there's lots of divides and lots of lots of things but we turn up and the only thing that got me through was other people sharing their stories from our community was watching people queue for hours and hours on the street from our community to go and get vaccinated and the information where people are finding out about vaccinations is through instagram stories that you it's terrible that is we have turned up and we have done everything we can we didn't ask for this it's arrived on our doorstep and we're sweeping the doorstep we're doing what we can but we need help we need the people in charge to help we need better access to care there are people from different communities and cultural backgrounds and marginalized backgrounds that cannot go and stand in a four-hour queue on london bridge they might not be out there are reasons why people cannot physically go and do that and it is not okay to just leave us to sort it out ourselves. Yeah, and also, I mean, you say you found the information from Instagram stories, but if you're over the age of 50, Mm. you don't know what that is. No. And if you don't have a circle of people that you follow, I'm sure all of our social media feeds are full of queer activists and people that are loud and proud. But if you don't have that, how are you getting that information? It's really hard, but what I will say is, and, you know, this companies like Prepster have been amazing and Dean Street have been amazing and um, Nam AIDS Map have been amazing and, and there's so many amazing people doing great work, but from a community level. It's funny, isn't it? Because I remember sharing the vaccine information on my Instagram and I don't know if you feel the same but you sort of check yourself don't you and you go oh my god who else might see this and are my colleagues going to be concerned that I'm going to give it to them and you start having all these feelings of shame and that's insane and you have to keep pushing through that but I think just being gay in general is that existence like I constantly have to check what I'm posting in case it's going to offend a straight person 100% I mean I am so lucky like my day job I've been so supportive like they let me come here today they're like go go talk about it but I did you know you do have that thing where you're like you know I had to I called my mom and I was like are you gonna be okay with me talking about this publicly and my parents were like yeah go for it please do someone has to do it but it's scary I have a friend that couldn't breathe and was in hospital because they couldn't breathe because it was so thick in their throat that they just that weren't able to breathe and yeah. it's not an STI it's not gonorrhea now I say that flippantly because obviously gonorrhea is terrible but I think to an extent as a gay person i'll say it if i've got chlamydia or gonorrhea it's like it's not a big deal it's like cool okay chlamydia again we need to be aware that popping on your grinder profile a little you know a picture of a monkey the virus symbol and a tick (laughs) is that what what people (laughs) yeah it's not job done look and none of this is saying do not have sex do not go out and have casual sex do not do all those things Uh, of course live your life do what you need to do but it's important to be responsible it's important to be respectful and it's important to have good dialogue and it's important to have a conversation where if me and james were to have sex james is able to call me and say hey i've got monkey pox you need to i need to cough (laughs) <laughs> got monkey box you need to cough no building for like five minutes and I was like I've got to let it out hold on a second you and me having sex <laughs> it's important that we have these conversations so that if say James and I have sex James is in a feels comfortable enough that he can call me a week later and say hey like I've just found out I've got monkeypox or gonorrhea or chlamydia or whatever it is but it might and, not be you it might be in the other 10 yeah, guys and it could, and it, well <laughs> history would state <laughs> but you, you know and, and that we have these open dialogues and that we are then really responsive to that in a positive way and me go thank you so much for trusting me with that thank you so much for sharing that with me 
you don't know if, if you had monkeypox and I was just not showing any symptoms. I could have given you monkeypox. Like, it doesn't matter. There's no blame in illness, which is like the alarm bells of this whole thing. There is mm. no blame in it. We just but, need to be having open dialogue and discussion. But there is, though, isn't there? Not looking at Dan here, but there is blame in it. I had physio recently and I mentioned how terrified the monkeypox I was. This was maybe two months ago. And the guy, I think he had heard of it. I can't remember exactly what he said, but it was just like, oh, well, it's only affecting like gay men in it or whatever. He just doesn't, he just didn't know anything about it. And it's uncomfortable. So there is so much blame and shame thrown at gay people. And even like our joke at the start of this episode that Myra Dubois made about we love a virus. That's funny because it's grounded in the truth of the situation in that we are constantly having to fight for our right to survive all the time. Yeah, but I'm trying with this whole thing to look at the light. Like I'm trying to find like the good stuff. On that day that I talked about and I went to the GP surgery and I went to the A&E and both of those situations were awful. There was a an hour in the middle where I was in an ambulance with these two young heterosexual straight lads who I'm in like tears and agony and were like the light of my week and were just so caring and were asking really constructive questions and trying to help. And they were just so comforting and understanding. And I think we just have to change the conversation around it. And that is gonna that is gonna help. I, I definitely wasn't coming for Dan. It's just that it's very easy to. <laughs> well, you, you signed off that about, joke anyway. When you talk about a straight person, you just look at Dan. That's the problem. Oh, I Because he represent in the room. He sort of represents the straight people, like as you do oh. the monkeypox people. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I've not been here before. You've not invited me. <laughs> <laughs> so that's kind of the problem. That's like an issue we deal with on an ongoing basis, isn't it? Where it's like, no, I don't represent all the gay people. No, I don't re- represent all the straight people. <laughs> a gay and a non-gay. Let's give you some quick fire questions just to finish up. Okay. Um, can you catch it twice? Good question. We don't know. So I I have not been offered the vaccine. And when I spoke to Dr. Chloe Orkin about it, she said, we're not 100% sure whether that means I have enough antibodies to prevent me getting it again. But they believe I may have antibodies for a period of time. So you are less a priority than someone who... Yes. Yeah, I can't get a vaccine right now. Are there home tests available? No. How do you know if you have it? Uh, you could have a fever, high temperature. Um, often it will appear as lesions on your body. But again, it's just something you need to or you may experience it internally inside your butt or your penis or your throat or it could be on your skin. It's just you have to be very much aware of like lesions on your body and fevers. Final question from me. You talked a lot about how you were ashamed of having it. How did you get rid of that? And what's your advice to people suffering from either shame about this or anything related to who they are? talk about it this has been like the most cathartic experience of my life like talking about it <laughs> the point where i'm like tired of talking about monkeypox but i know that even if there's like one person listening at home today who like is just stuck in the bed and doesn't is scared to tell anyone then if you're listening to this like it's it's going to be totally fine and i learned some really great information there was a guy called matt ford who i spoke to on the first episode of the podcast he made this google document um after his experience with monkeypox and he did like three points um loads of information on, on the dock as well but the three points were like you did nothing wrong in getting this you, you have nothing to feel bad about like number two was that there's loads of people going through this there's lots of people even if you can't see them there's lots of people experiencing it and number three it's temporary and it will end and and you will be okay please listen to what the pox podcast it's a queer af production i love what career af are doing for queer journalism and really this whole episode has just been a big advert for your podcast (laughs) well yeah because to be fair we've barely scratched the surface and we won't be able to but we'll keep talking about monkeypox as much as we can but please listen and email us if you've got it and you want to share your story with us oh here he goes (laughs) well back to us (laughs) 
Donate to our Patreon if you enjoyed this episode. Yeah, 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 that as well. Gay.com slash no, donate. Listen to What the Pox and listen to a gay and a non-gay. We can both exist, Dan. We can all yeah, exist. Well, exactly. A rising tide levels all ships, James. Dan, why don't you that. come on? Oh, I'll happily come on. I'll come on. <laughs> talk, Wait, are you actually serious? Talk, talk about my non-experience of, uh, yeah, let's, of let's, not having it. Maybe I could quiz you on the show. Oh my God, you could do an episode called Pox on a Non-Pox. Thanks to Martin. Um, we'll see you soon. Uh, thanks for listening, babes. Do the admin and support a gay and a non-gay? Visit gaynongay.com slash donate. Listener.